now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuitsWedge.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the March 2nd edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Just, uh... Just, uh... I don't know, man. It's it's a weird time right now, but uh, what a time! Yeah, I, I, I want to see what your thoughts are on this. So we'll um, we'll see. Like, cause it's been a lot of scandal. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say it's been a real like difference of opinion, because I think the overall um talk about it was praise, but like the people that didn't like the Randy Orton angle on on uh, Tuesday really didn't like it. So. Uh-huh. Like I, 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 and I don't think I really talked to you about it. So, we'll, so I, I'll like to see what you thought about it. Because I remember in the uh, the wrestling circle um, group on Facebook, you were kind of like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So before we get to that, it is March second. Every March second, I always remember this because this was the day that Wilt scored a hundred points, and that would be it was nineteen sixty two. So that was fifty five years ago today. Uh, they say Will scored 100 points. You know, are you one of those that didn't happen, people? I do it to troll. Okay, but, you know, sure. I mean, who knows? You know, it ain't no tape, bro. He scored 40 in all. He scored what, what was it? Was 40 something in the all star game when he actually played defense in the all star game? Yeah, I think he has scored. I think he has scored 100 on the sorry Knicks. <laughs> and by the sorry Knicks, you mean just by generation. By generation, by generation. Um, well, I mean, the 70s is nice soon, early 70s, but, you know. That's it. Well, I mean, they had some good 90s runs. They just didn't win the title. Yeah, you know. Um, so, uh, what, what was I just about to say? I totally forgot what I was going to say. But, um, Probably about wrestling. This is a no, wrestling it was podcast. about wrestling. Okay, yes. Yeah, it was about wrestling. Okay. So, do you equate the Earth is Flat with... The Montreal screw job is a work. Is no. that, I want to say, is that the Earth is flat of wrestling? Um. Jeez. No, I don't like. Because you know the there are there are several wrestlers that swear up and down as a work, and I've been watching okay, stuff he, all week. Okay, but here's the thing, right? There, there is. The tiniest of possibilities that uh, that the screw job was, you know, was a inside job, if you will, or a double cross or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There is a zero. There is a zero percent chance that the Earth is flat. Like, there's too much. Right. Like, there's too much like stuff you can just look at. Like, we couldn't have a we couldn't have a, a lunar eclipse if we didn't have. You know, like if the Earth was flat, yeah, right. Like you, the time zone thing, like it, like it would always be daytime. If it was flat, <laughs> right? Like it, 
there will never be no such thing as nightfall. Like, you know? Right. So, uh, it's some damn sense. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, do uh, you want to start with SmackDown and then, and then go to Fastlane? Um, look, man, this is your show. I'm just here. Hey, all right. So you do there what you, you want. Go. All right, uh, let's start with the preview for Fastlane. Um, I got the card pulled up here. Um, looks like we've got seven matches on the main card. Uh, we can start at the top, I guess. Uh, Kevin Owens will be defending the Universal Championship against Old. I mean Goldberg. Um, and I see what you did. Yeah, yeah. Real smooth. Uh, and they'll be defending the Universal title, you know, Goldberg has already issued this challenge, to, or he's accepted the challenge from Brock Lesnar. Kevin Owens has been trying to be a little bit more serious the past couple weeks, but I don't know if it's necessarily worked. I think he's done a good job doing it, but I don't think anyone really takes him too serious. Um, they, uh, you know, what are we expecting from this match, James? Something to be like, I expect to finish within like 90, minutes, 90 seconds. From the first bell ring, I expect it like why would you expect this to be anything other than a squash match? Yeah, um, I I feel like the bell's gonna ring and Jericho's music is gonna hit. Owen's gonna turn around, turn back around, catch a spear, be squashed. I don't even think that's gonna happen. I think Goldberg, like if Jericho's on the show, um, I would I would assume that what would happen would be that. Goldberg squashes Owens. Goldberg leaves, celebrates with the title, leaves. Uh, Owens pretty much gets is like gets wakes up and is shocked that he lost that fast. And then all of a sudden, Gold, or Jericho music hits and then he whoops his ass more. You could do that. Uh, what are, what do you have any issues with uh, Goldberg going ahead and uh, about to take this universal title? I mean, not really, no. Like, how do I say this? Like, if they can take, if they decide to end AJ AJ Reigns' title reign to basically, like, make John Cena a transitional champion to give the belt to Bray Wyatt, then, like, I see nothing wrong with Kevin Owens having to come off his belt. I just don't. Like, AJ, if that was at a completely different level than what... Kevin Owens is at, mm-hmm. especially like since Survivor Series. Yeah, it, it just gets tricky what they're what they're going to do with the title after. Like, you know, he's going to go to WrestleMania. Is he just going to hand it to Brock, and then we don't see Brock well, anymore? Yeah. Like, it's I just don't like where the direction of the title is going. But you know, I'm not the Booker. Um, they are going to feed. Uh, Kevin Owens to this guy, I think it's pretty plain to see. Uh, not thrilled about it. Would, would prefer Owens uh, and Goldberg to probably have an actual match if it goes over, you know, say it goes to 10 minutes, that's probably like uh, pushing it. Um, right, but the thing is, alright, so we can't have it both ways. Like, me and you both liked a lot how Goldberg completely uh, or just squashed Lesnar, right? Yes. So. It's because WWE takes it a step too far every fucking time. But obviously, like, you know, this this thing is based off 
you know, just to your logic, like if he's gonna kill like the, the most legit guy in the company, then logic would dictate that he has to kill everybody else. Yep. Until you until you have the the quote unquote right guy to step in there, right? So the whole thing is like, if Rollins can beat the streak, then what ch- well, what kind of chance does John Cena have at Survivor Series, right? Or a SummerSlam, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the, the next SummerSlam, so like, I guess it's SummerSlam, but yeah, the SummerSlam, so like, what, should, like, what, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, the, it's too bad uh, Kevin Owens didn't didn't wrestle 15 years ago, you know, and, you know, maybe he'd be, you know, taken a little bit more serious. But uh, next match, uh, we've got uh, Roman Reigns facing well, off. Well, this is the thing, right? Oh, good, good. Well, this is the thing. Who is going to be the guy that is going to be good enough to, on a consistent basis, be able to overcome the fact that no one wants to watch a three-hour Raw? Um, that's going to be there every single week. Yeah, they, they. I think this comes back to me thinking all the Shield guys are failures, but. Um, but it. But it's not the. It, uh, I don't think the Shield guys are failures. I think one guy has been injured, and I think they've done a disservice to him uh, with with a a wishy washy face turn. The other guy, too much comedy, and the other guy was pushed down someone's throat when they didn't want him. Like Roman Reigns, it doesn't mean Roman Reigns is going to have a great pay per view or a really good pay per view match or a great pay per view match because he does. Doesn't mean that. Uh, Seth Rollins isn't still when healthy, one of the best wrestlers in the world because he still is. It doesn't mean that people don't love Ambrose. This like, isn't a question of their ability. This isn't a question of their ability. Like this is like. But you can't call. Okay, so okay, like, right. maybe I'm thinking of the, maybe I'm thinking of it as you, you're taking personal shots in my comment failures, and I'm just overreacting. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because like clearly, like those three guys are elite guys in the ring. Like you're gonna see great matches, but I think Seth Rollins is a terrible babyface. I think Roman Reigns is a face that people just don't want to cheer. And Ambrose, he works best when he's challenging and in the mid card. Like I, I really enjoy Dean Ambrose right now. Kind of his Intercontinental Champion, just you know, just wacky. That's just not a main eventer to me. Um, and with the, those three guys, it, it, back to your question, like asking who's going to make a three-hour Raw watchable, I mean, they did have those guys, but they just got to they gotta switch it up and start giving guys chances. I mean, they got guys they're bringing in now, some Ojo's uh, doing very well. They've got Nakamura in the NXT. They've got guys held up. Like, I think this goes to, back to, you know, them switching it up. If they just want to keep leaning on these guys, they're never going to have these stars. And, yeah, that three hours, it, it doesn't help that they're overexposed, but they could be creating stars in the Cruiserweight division. But what do they do? They give them three minutes each week. But but they were, but they were dying at that before they even cut it to three minutes. They're cutting to three minutes because people are like, well, I'm already tuning out while watching this shit anyway, so why should I Why should I give, the, you know, give them real time to get under? Like, at least, like okay, so if it's, I don't want to say it. it's not bad because they're good wrestlers. It's just no one cares. So, so the fact that they don't care means it's bad, right? So if it's bad, why make it bad and long? Might as well make it bad and short. It's all about how like they're positioned I, I, like because I, we like we saw these guys succeed on their own platform, like when they were first inter- introduced. So taking what they did there, 
you know, and, and letting guys, like, they're just having, like, like, I would look for the newer guys on the show to be the ones that would drive new interests, and those are the newest guys. So until the next, like, guy shows up, like, or if they bring AJ to the to Raw, like, who knows? Like, But I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just more overall pessimistic about the future than, than you are, but, like, with a three-hour Raw and um, the in the way they book guys, like there's never gonna be a new guy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If you're going to just beat dudes repeatedly, like because not because like it's the right time for something to lose, but just because it's just because like to make everybody feel better. This is what y'all whatever. got booked. Yeah, like, like, why did Bray Wyatt become the WWE champion? Like, there's no reason for it. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to decide to give him the title because we want to do the storyline for WrestleMania. No, that's a no, better question. It's even it's worse, that, it's worse that John Cena beat AJ Styles for the belt and they held it for two weeks to give it to, to Bray Wyatt. Well, you know why they did that. No, I don't. Because they would they would be like, they would have a. They would have to fuck AJ harder than they're already going to fuck him. Had had he held the belt until Elimination Chamber and then lost, I and mean, he'd be like, "Wow, he had to fight against six guys to retain his belt," and then everybody, like, he would become more of a sympathetic figure in that way. But for the purpose of the storyline, the fact that he's still chased after the belt now and, and Cena's off to Mizland, mm-hmm. he, he basically still is a champion. Or, the, or he basically still is the guy chasing the belt that just had the belt. Yeah. So, it, like, uh, effectively, like, there's no difference. Yeah, they, I don't know, man. <laughs> because uh, he's, a, he's a linear, he would be a linear challenger at that time, like, getting an automatic rematch clause rather than him, you know, winning the that battle royal. And now it's like, okay, you won, like, a quote-unquote geek battle royal to, you know, and there was a... But remember, you go back to it. You talk about like all the times, like they're coming out with that rule book, and we're like, "What yeah, would you do?" Why are we even talking about this? You're right. So, <laughs> so, come back, so ultimately, like you're saying that, but ultimately, it's gonna come back to, "All right, well, AJ lost the belt. He had a rematch. He never got his rematch. Uh, or sorry, when he got his rematch, he wasn't the one that got the fucking pin." Yeah. So now he's in a battle royal. He beat. He he he, he ties. You know he's in a draw in a battle royal, and then he beats the dude in the battle royal twice. Yeah, poor Luke Harbour. Like, you know, like, and now you know. I don't know how they're gonna make, get themselves out of that one, but oh, you know, I'm sure we're gonna hate it. Who knows? Yeah. Like, but like, regardless of however they uh, they explain that and get themselves out of it, they're still gonna be in trouble as far as like, all right, so this is what you did to the to the top or the number two guy in, in on that brand, and now you fight Shane McMahon, and he has to sell to the fucking general manager or are the general manager is it, or which one is it? Uh, commissioner. Commissioner. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but we got off the, we got off into La La Land for a second. But let's go back to talking about uh, Fastlane. We'll get to SmackDown in a minute. Uh, Roman Reigns is one on one with Braun Strowman, who they've you know magically figured out a way to book him, uh, letting him destroy Roman Reigns each week. That will pretty much get you over. Uh, hmm. Strowman has looked very strong in the months like going through the Sami Zayn feud into the Royal Rumble. 
and then each successive week on Raw, um, I ask you, James, like, what does what happens to Strowman here? Should he defeat Roman Reigns this this month to, you know, work on something for down the road? Whenever Reigns eventually wins the belt back, he probably should be Roman Reigns. Do I have any confidence that he will? No. I just. I, you know, it, Roman Reigns is Mr. Fastlane. Oh, wow, Mr. Fastlane. You know, every year. There's only two of them ever. Yep, every, fast every year. He, he just he just saps and just, just, you hear the three count and he wins and it just deflates you. It just it just takes cool. the air out your stomach. Just, it just felt like a stomach punch each time. All right, the thing for me is, all right, so let's say Strowman wins. How does he win? I mean. Does Undertaker come out and fuck him and fuck like, Reigns? Either that or you Undertaker hits his music or turns the lights off or something, you know. So he's going to job the music? Yep. Job to the music, you know. However, there, there's got to be a big angle going on. 2015, they had Sting and Triple H have that big interview angle. What happened How many last show year? Away from WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania is literally a month from now. Okay. So there's got to be some type of big angle on that show. Uh, otherwise, it's like, well, I mean, they have this match. Then where do they go? Like this, this is like a you know filler. Is there any chance like they'll they'll turn the Roman Reigns Undertaker thing into a three way with the Strowman? I hope not. I, I don't see them doing that. Like, but you know, WWE will go ahead and reinvent their own you know logic at any time. But I don't see it. Well, well, I, I guess the reason why I'm saying this is, I mean, we, granted, like you know, I, I I'm not really much. I don't really think much of Strowman's ability to work in the ring. But like, given the way he's been built and the way he's been pushed right now, like it's come, it's, it's kind of, it's going to be. It's, we're going to look back and be like, yeah, this is ridiculous. He's not, a, he's not in a match, a singles match WrestleMania. Why in the hell is he in a battle royal? Mm-hmm. And so we're we're going to be like, why is that guy losing? Like the Roman Reigns, like that, he shouldn't lose. Just like on how they've used him and how people are responding to him. Like if people are going with it, <clears throat> I hate to say it, go with it. Right. I mean, we, it is it, in a way as long as we like he's a sacrificial lamb. Like based on the fact of like the schedule of instead of like we have this, we we you know we rarely ever do plans. But when we do, we make sure that. Like they're not what anybody ever wants, but <laughs> but like this 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 seems to me just like yeah like it's almost like like deja vu of saying like oh yeah uh, feed me more right that's getting over you should probably be champion never mind that we we just we made we we have already decided months in advance that we were going to make the Rock we were going to have John or CM Punk get or hand the belt to the Rock like later like granted right. I didn't have a problem with that but. There, there was a done, great missed opportunity right there. They could have done something to help this dude out. Like they gave, they gave right back nothing, and, and, uh, except for getting his asshole by the shield for months. Yeah, and then it was like, "Don't worry, we'll turn you after WrestleMania, and you'll get to fight Cena and lose." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like if you're right back, like you should be angry about that until the day you die, like. <laughs> Because <laughs> you could have been a mega superstar had you had you whooped CM Punk's ass in that cell and took the belt. And the best part is like, so they like they built the dude or whatever, 
And then, like, they, they fucked him up so bad, like, the next, what, three years that he leaves the company. And then what do you know? They actually bring in fucking Goldberg later, and now they want to they push him yeah. to the top of the world and make him champion on something that's not over. It's like, motherfucker, you had the, like, the, the 20-year younger version. Right. Is this so real? Is actually a better, like you t- seriously. Is this real, well, James? I mean, seriously. Right now, in two, in the, right now, Goldberg is not a better worker than Ryback. Right now. Fuck no. Not even close. Is this real? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 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 I think Ryback would say this is real. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Braun Strowman winning via Power Slam with Roman Reigns somehow getting fucked. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't really uh, predict against Roman Reigns. That doesn't seem like a prudent strategy. Yeah, that's true. He did lose on pay per view last month, and then the month before that, he got like that DQ. So, and he got pinned to lose the Survivor Series. But he won at Hell in a Cell, so. You know, well, that's because the numbers game, because they were, because he, they were. I mean, he was down one. Two one, it was yeah. Two and one at the end of the Survivor Series. Yeah, I mean, not that that means anything to Roman Reigns. You know, he regularly whoops his tag team champions' ass like nothing. So. Uh, yeah, but the tag team champions are Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. It's, it's a little different. You know, Brody and Hanson. You know. Um, <laughs> Uh, so the next match on the card is uh, Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Now these guys have been uh, going at each other pretty hard in their limited, you know, chances. Uh, I think Samoa Joe has been very engaging on the microphone. Zayn has also shown his ability. Like, all right, you want someone to look like a monster? Give him to me. You know, I, I made Kevin Owens look like a beast. I made Braun Strowman look like a beast, and now he's going to, you know. Go with Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe has been incredible since he's been up. And you know me, I'm yeah. not usually the biggest Samoa Joe guy, but he's been great on interviews, and he's been hitting people uh, pretty much from behind when they were standing in that jump zone. Yes, and, and you know what else he does? What? He wins his matches. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 really shocking. It like you you bring a new guy in, and you want to push him, so like you let him do cool stuff. You let him do like interesting things, and you let him be people. Like it's amazing. It's almost like it's it's almost like once a year, like they decide like we're only gonna put we're only gonna do one thing smart. Like all the guys we're gonna bring up, like I want to say probably like the last three four years, like they like they bring up a number of guys, and they're like you know what? Out of all those guys, we're only do smart things with one person for yep. a long stretch of time. Everyone else, so, they like, got to run it. Yeah, so like AJ Styles last year, the year before that was Kevin Owens, and this year is now Samoa Joe's time. So, like, if I were you, Rich, being a Nakamura fan that you are, you better hope that Nakamura don't come back to come, come around till next, next year. So, 20, so 2018 is going to be the year of Nakamura. Like Nakamura will be like 38. Like, hey. like I understand Styles is 39 years old and all that, but you know. I feel like Nakamura is a lot more beat up than AJ Styles, personally. That man's been wrestling in New Japan for what, 10 years. Was that really shoot fighting, for real? He, yes, he was a, uh, he's been in actual MMA fights before. Yeah, there were shoot fights. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that doesn't help your mileage. Right. That, 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 yeah. And also, NXT, like, that man's like, there's literally nothing for him to do now. Like, he's kind of just, like, there right now because they, they've seen his movies, in a sense. And there's only, like, there's limited things you can do with Nakamura. You know, unless you so, get him a manager. 
do they have a feud in place for him for uh, WrestleMania? I would think it would be Bobby Roode, but I mean, Bobby Roode's gonna do the thing with uh, Cassiano, right? I think he fought him on a taping uh, recently and defended the title against him on a taping. Uh, uh-huh. so, and they were doing a whole thing where Nakamura wasn't on any of the tapings because he's had a kayfabe knee injury. So I'm hoping for double duty. So like double how they duty. did uh, Zayn last year. But uh, Nakamura, or Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, like these guys, I think, you know, they had mixed results uh, in their NXT rivalry. I think if these guys can get some time, they could be a threat to steal the show. I think they are going to be relied on on this card to really bring the pain. Uh, you know, Goldberg and Owens isn't going to be long. Reigns and Strowman, you ain't really going to be seeing too much great in-ring work there. I think, but, right, but I, is, do we know if there's a stipulation for uh, the Braun Strowman-Roman Reigns match? No, there's not. Like, it, like it's not a D, no DQ match at least? No. What are they doing? That's a one-on-one match. No, I mean, what is the no? Not not what are they doing? Like those two? Like what is the company doing? Oh, uh, fucking off! Like it, it would be easy for them to have a have a stipulation match and have Braun Strowman win through nefarious means. Like remember when? Remember when just a couple weeks ago or for a month that that whole Nikki and Natty feud, how they were literally fighting backstage and said like, bro. This makes no sense that they're having a regular rules match at what was the pay per view that they just had a couple weeks ago uh, on for SmackDown? Shit, it was. Oh, Lemonade Chamber. Yeah, Lemonade Chamber. Right. So we we said we me were like, dude, they've been fighting all over the place backstage. Like, how is this not like a last man standing match, last woman standing match, or some type of or no DQ or street fight or what anywhere, have you? Yeah. And then they had the match. They had the Falls County where match on SmackDown, right? Which is Which fantastic. Is it, yeah, exactly. It was, it was like it was fine that they did the smalls, the smallsy thing, and the regular match, and then set up the nose cap, the no, uh, false count anywhere. So Braun Strowman and them had that big ass feud all around the ring <coughs> on Monday, where motherfuckers are getting getting speared with fake security manager pro, or fake security guard prop guys through barricades. And they had a contract signing. Yeah, for a, for a contract signing for a non-title match, right? Yep. And also, they did uh, they did the whole gimmick with with Strowman throwing him through the fucking uh, or with a Bret Hart spot to the max. Right. Where he gets he gets basically uh, Irish whipped so hard into the turnbuckle that the top turnbuckle falls off and ricochets and back and caves his chest in, which is like. I don't know, bro. You talk about this from time to time, but like, I'm not. How am I supposed to buy that this dude is so dangerous in here when he's wearing a fucking bulletproof vest? <laughs> I, I don't really have a problem with the vest. I kind of look at it more as a, a style thing. Like, I think it looks cool, but like, it's not like a D'Lo Brown thing to me. Like, <laughs> some really? people, it, some people, it is. But like, but it should be. Yeah. Like. How's how is him wearing the how's how's him wearing the flat jacket joint not any different than um what Cody was wearing was using the face mask as a weapon? Yeah, you got a point there. Uh, let's see, Samoa. I think we're Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the in ring work. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna really have to carry the card. Um, I'm expecting Samoa Joe to go over really strong. And who knows what the hell Samoa Joe's got going on for WrestleMania, but I think they he's going to be a challenger for the championship eventually. Within the, yeah, later in the year, maybe. I mean, 
Because when Brock wins the I, title, I mean, you could do Brock and Small Joe, but, you know, I, no I one wants to cheer Brock. Roman, I think they're going to do Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. I think, like, if we're going to look for him in a title match, I think that's that's Survivor Series, maybe. Mm-hmm. Hell, maybe even Rumble, maybe even Royal Rumble next year. Who knows? You know, they like to uh, have a popular guy lose at Royal Rumble, you know. Um uh, the next match on the card, uh, we got Neville versus Jack Gallagher, and a few that I have enjoyed, the two uh, Englishmen going at it for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Pretty excited to see what they do here, if they can get, you know, 10 to 12 minutes on the card to go ahead and go balls to the wall. Uh, Gallagher Gallagher's style is very unique, not like anyone else on the roster, and, and Neville is essentially like, he's he's been... Absolutely incredible since he's turned heel and he's got the push. And, like, I don't know what he could do more for the Cruiserweight Championship than he's already doing right now. Um, except just, like, have start having knockout killer four-star matches. But do you think he has he will have the uh, opportunity to do that eventually? I mean, I'm not really... You would know better than I would but because you watched the classic and only, you know, really skim cherry-pick, like, the best matches. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> how far did Gallagher go? And then um, did he go two, three matches? I think he went two he, matches. Like, and he lost it to Zawa. Okay. Like, can he actually, I mean, I guess what I'm really asking is, like, is he can actually he capable of actually, no, I know he can wrestle, but is he capable of having, like, the blowaway match? Yes, I think he is. If he, if he cuts out a little bit of the comedy. I think he is mm-hmm. very capable of having blow-away matches because he's so unique. And he uses, like, his strikes, like, in a certain way. And he just has a unique move set. I, right, think, yeah, I yeah. think he'd do it. Okay. In that case, then, I and mean... people I, like him, so that, that also helps in a way of having a good match. Like, but well, they like him enough to care about the match, though. Because mm-hmm. people like Rich Swan and they didn't care about the match or Roman, even though it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did have like, to follow uh, John Cena and AJ Styles, so... Right, but I mean, they still had a match that was like, you can, like, that match is going to go on a DVD. Yeah, I mean... It's just people, you know, it's just like, they were so, like, the crowd was just not into it at the beginning of the match, and by the time you get, like, to, like, the last third of it, you're like, oh, this, we, people start realizing, oh, yeah, this match is pretty awesome. All right. Um, I'm thinking Neville's going to retain and then go on to WrestleMania. All the reports are that he's going to be probably locking horns with Austin Aries at some point. Uh, and Aries has gotten himself over every week as a commentator on 205 Live and on Monday right, Night but Raw. He, but he's gotten himself over as a commentator because he's a heel. Yes, but people, he's kind of slowly turning face because he's funny as hell. So, hey, well, The heels are funny because they're jerks, though. He's going to be a face eventually. Okay. Like, he, he's I mean, in he's, that direction. He's, he's like, you know, like, he's made a U-turn. Let's just say that. You, I guess what I really asked, you know, I haven't watched uh, 205 Live in, like, six weeks. But, <laughs> but like, they're running these baby face video packages for him, essentially. Right, right. But I'm, I guess I'm, I'm tr- tr- really just trying to figure out, like, do you think it would be an Owen Hart situation where, like, he's great in the ring, but like he's he, like he's so good at being a heel that I don't like. Are people actually gonna buy him as a face? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Uh, I don't. Yeah, 
I don't see Austin Aries like I've always enjoyed him like having a little cape and yes, yeah, and call himself the greatest man who ever lived. Yep, a double. So yeah, yeah, I, I think he's he's better as a heel. But I mean, can we really take away from what Neville's doing as a heel right now? I don't want to. I mean, he might be the best heel in the business right now. So yeah, I agree. But that man swears up and down. To... It was us that turned on him, not Vince. Hey man, that man out here turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we've got the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, we got Bailey defending the championship against Charlotte. Uh, now, James, I know you're a huge Bailey fan, but I think I would be not speaking for a big portion of the fan base when I ask, why the fuck is Bailey the champion right now? Right now? Yes. Because they put on a match, and they have a really good match, so they said, let's do it now. There's no reason why she should be champion right now. Then, like, I will say this. If it makes it, if, if Bailey does win the title back or win the match at WrestleMania, it does sort of make sense that it was almost like they were testing it out to see, if, like, is it actually people, something people care about? I mean, it would be hard for some of the people to care about when it kind of just is shotgun. Like, there's, to me, there wasn't any demand for Bailey to start uh, even ascending. It was just like, oh, yeah, she's just the next person that Charlotte's going to fight now. So, well, I mean, well, there's only four wrestlers, Rich. And that's the problem. I, and I was actually I was getting there. Like, the women are a casualty, uh, unfortunately, of the brand split. I felt like Bailey shouldn't have touched the belt for at least a year. Uh, when she got on the main roster, just because, you know, she, there's a, there's a definite story to be told that I feel like is unfolding slowly between Sasha Banks and Bailey. Like, that's where the real feud is uh, for both of them. And when Sasha turns on her, it is going to be glorious. Word to Bobby Roode. But the deal with it is Sasha's going to have to... Like I said, she's going to have to turn. Charlotte's going to have to somehow get out the way. I don't know how they want to do that, like maybe through the draft or something. But <clears throat> they should have been setting it up for Bailey to win the championship from Sasha to basically redo their NXT angle from 2015 in Brooklyn. Like, I think that, but I think that's what I think that's what's going to happen is she's going to win the title or she's going to win at WrestleMania and then the, and then Sasha turns on like. The turn's going to happen to set up for them basically getting the rematch at their, you know, they're kind of starting up the feud that they already had again in Brooklyn. Like, and that storyline of like, we're going to do the same thing we did in Brooklyn again or whatever. Like, I'm the hill except this time you're the champion and, and, and Sasha's the one that has to prove something. Because mm. like, it seems like... I was going to say, um, at WrestleMania, they're doing this like fatal four-way thing. They could have Sasha win the belt at WrestleMania. And then, but not pin Bailey, and Bailey kind of feel wronged. Like, hey, I, you know, you never beat me, but Sasha would be like, you know, I'm the champion now. Aren't you happy? And then, you know, let it go from there. So, there's a couple things they could do. Yeah, I just, you know, it's underwhelming. So it's all underwhelming so far. But like, a lot of the a lot of the women stuff that we've got, like especially like the end of Sasha versus Charlotte, was underwhelming. And just like ultimately, like just get the match in the ring and have a match be awesome. Like and <laughs> we'll look back, and then eventually, like in and we'll forget about the fact that like oh yeah, 
They were beating each other in each other's hometown and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Um, predictions. I'm going to predict the draw. Wow. Well, draw. That's a, that's that's not a bad uh, option, I don't think. Like, they could do a double count out. They could do a Rocky Two ending. They could uh, they could do like a double pin. They could do a bunch of these things. But you know, they I'm, can't do a double pin. You know, a German suplex where you know, both shoulders are down. You know. No, well, I, no, I think double pin. I think about when uh, Becky and Sasha had a number one contenders match oh, last bullshit. year at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and like one of them, or was it? I think it was. Yeah, the sunset flip joint, and then uh, basically like Sasha just fell out, and they double pin. Yep, the Warriors just lost. Some ain't right. Yeah, Kevin Durant's on the shelf. Yeah. Um, so you know that means they're fi- you know that means they're now fifty and eleven now, right? Boy, it's trash. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, <laughs> you know what else we got? We got a uh, Luke. Gallows and Carl Anderson defending their uh, Raw Tag Team Fruit Roll-Up Championships against uh, Enzo Amore and Big Cass. And it seems like the wheels are in motion for uh, Big Cass to kick Enzo Amore's head off, and I couldn't be happier. Dude, I could care less about this whole feud. Yep. Uh, Enzo Amore, absolutely unbearable from week to week. Uh, as we were on here last week, talking about Sheamus getting thank you chance. Um <clears throat> they can go to hell. Um, <laughs> word to Tony Schiavone. But, um... You stupid. I got a question. So, yeah. That's it. Before, before Seth got hurt, they were literally doing... They were, they were trying to bury Sami Zayn for whatever reason, right? Yeah. So then, so then like, Seth gets hurt, and they're like, oh, shit. Save us. You need number two, baby. We need our number two, our number three baby face, and now our number two baby face. We can't shit on them right now. So it's almost like now the guy that's the geek is now is now uh, Enzo. I don't understand why they're doing this. I mean, and this comes from somebody who doesn't like Enzo at all. Right. <clears throat> like uh, I think they think he's doing a good job. Like, they're letting them be loud and boisterous, but I feel like there's something going on where Cass is getting frustrated right now. Right, he is, because, like, they made a dude, like, they made him a nerd now. They made him this annoying guy, and he wasn't annoying before, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, maybe Cass turns on him, and maybe it's epic. But it's not going to be. That's true, because there's not really much there in, up, in terms of upward mobility for Cass. Like, Either as a, he, I think he'd be better off being a babyface on Raw rather than being a heel because there's a lot of guys standing in the way. You got Owens, you got Strowman, you got Joe. Like, nah, man, like this ain't for you. Um, <clears throat> but knowing WWE, they'll just put him in the number two spot because he's tall behind Strowman. But um, yeah, um, what else we got going on? That's it for that card. Um, you want to talk about SmackDown this week with? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, so um, SmackDown, we had it open with the, the Miz TV. The brand it tries. Yes, uh, Miz TV uh, with John Cena and the Miz, and these two just pretty much decide to shoot on each other. What did you make of this whole segment, James? <laughs> and then, you know, we got, you know, I, we'll get to the Nikki part, but starting with the men's portion, what did you think about this? 
like I would like for somebody to make a supercut of every single one of these John Cena burials, <laughs> so that people know that like this is what like this is what he does. Like he's not here to actually get over anybody else except for himself. Because he's making everybody seem like a fucking moron. I mean, and it's cool because, you know, at one end, like, oh, he's, fa- he's facing hills, so, of course, he should be able to bury these guys. But, like, he's doing these dudes where it's like, at least, uh, I won't say in all these situations, uh-huh. but in the, mid- in the mid-situation, when he says, when he cuts the Undertaker line saying, like, dude, if I had all the sweat do you think I'd do, why the hell do you think I'd be in the ring with you? I'd be trying to fight the Undertaker. Uh-huh. Like, that's a fucking burial. Yeah, that's um, that is pulling the curtain back. When they say that, you know, when I hear arguments from folks and they're saying, "Oh, WWE, you guys are such a small portion of the audience. There's one percent of the audience," you know, I'm like, that's clearly bullshit because WWE will do something like this on their television where they're who like, you know, if there's a person just skimming through the channels, why the fuck would uh, that make any sense? To, to them, they, yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe he said it because it's like, one, it's true, which is cool. Your baby face, one is two, but like, like you know, you're gonna have to, you're going to wrestle this dude. So why would you make this dude into a complete nobody? So then when you beat him, people just shrug their shoulders and be like, oh, well, this Miz anyway. Who gives right. shit? And, he throws and, shitty punches. He has shitty offense. He can barely sell. He's just a great talker. He may as well be a manager. He just beat up a manager at WrestleMania. Yeah. And he, he told Miz that Miz stole all his gimmicks and his moves and everything else. Meanwhile, Cena's doing a springboard fucking stunner uh, a couple years yeah. ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Springboard stunner. It's like, okay, so, like, every, you know, everybody... Think of all the wrestlers that have taken from other wrestlers, whether it's in it, like he said, Oh, yeah, you stole Jericho's gimmick or whatever about being, you know, about being like the the Kong Ku collected suits dude. He's like, Well, no, he stole that from Jericho, who Jericho then stole from Nick Bockwinkle, but whatever. Yeah, I guess you got to give Jericho props to this this guy, right? Even though he did the same shit, whatever. Yeah, but you know, like it was entertaining. I'll say that. It was definitely I did, Yeah, I didn't expect some of those lines to be said, but then when you think about them, it's like... They, they, it's like an assembly line. Take one guy off, put the next one on to, to come towards Cena. And it's like the same kind of deal. And then once right. Marie started going in on Cena, I was like, well, it's official. Yeah, they're coming out here with this mixed tag. Nikki comes out with that. Nivea, don't mess with my man. And they're they're already kissing on TV. They have a match next week. The John Cena and Nikki Bella era on SmackDown it has arrived. They're already insufferable. Like it's one thing. Like you know, she came out and they finally acknowledged it, and John Cena finally acknowledged Nikki's existence on TV after her being in the jump zone for fucking months. Yes, yes, it's, it's whatever, right? So, so like, that's cool. The kissing thing, I have no issue with, like, after the first time when they're out, like, in the ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That's fine. Whatever. 
But when they did the backstage segment to the lead to their match next week with Carmella and uh, Ellsworth, and they're kissing, is like, okay, your baby faces. You know, damn well no one see that shit. What are y'all thinking? Right. Right. Don't y'all have to quote unquote be desirable? But you know, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even think it from that. I wouldn't even think it from that perspective because I don't really desire Nikki Bella, even though she's smoking hot. But uh, my 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 whole thing was like, okay, so you know, good and damn well that Maurice and Miz, two heels, do what every time they come out to the ring for heat, kiss. Yep. You know, good and damn well every time you see Stephanie McMahon. And Hunter Horse Helmsley and Arena together, they do the Eskimo kisses thing or kiss for what? Heat. It's a heel move. Why would you do that, baby faces? Yeah, they, um, I think they need to make sure this whole thing doesn't, like, go off a cliff. And it could very fast. And I'm expecting a full burial of The Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania. I mean, at this low stakes of a match, like, John Cena and Nikki have to win. Like, it... Right. Like, yeah, like, Miz has no chance. And plus, like, you know, Cena has to get that win back. So, there's always that, too. Right. Um, so, we've got... Uh, what else do we have? We had Becky Lynch and Mickey James in the two-out-of-three falls match. thought it was a little bit short, but, I mean, it's only a two-hour show. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, what'd you make of this match? I like the match. I just don't know where it's going. <laughs> I, like I don't understand this Nikki. I, I'm not Nikki. I'm sorry. I don't understand this Mickey Alexa. I guess Alexa is about to be off with with Natalia. But like before that, before that backstage segment, like it looked like we're we're headed towards Nikki, Alexa, and Becky. And some type of like thing, for, some trip, some weird triangle for the belt or whatever, or some weird triangle angle. Right. But I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know when, I don't know where Becky goes after this because I mean she's now beat her what two out of three times. Like that, that's pretty much the feud unless she's gonna keep fighting. I mean, they could, but usually SmackDown has the, they can figure it out. They can turn the corner on it. Uh, yeah, Mickey James, I, I feel like. If she's going to lose to anyone, it should be Becky Lynch. But she should be beating everyone else in the division, and she kind of hasn't done that. Yeah, um, let her wrestle anybody. Yeah, like she should have been like, like just beating on on jobbers, beat on whoever, like find whoever you need to bring out there to reestablish Mickey James is like okay. Because if you started watching wrestling like four years ago or less than that, like you don't know who Mickey James is. Nope. For all you know, oh yeah, she's ex champion. She's back now. Like, like they basically have. Okay. They have basically treated her as if she is the Dudley Boys of women's wrestling. <laughs> like the whole thing is like, yeah, I came back because to show y'all young whippersnappers what it is. But like, they don't, they let, they they don't let her beat people. Right. She just loses. Right. So, um, then what do we have after that? We had AJ Styles taking on Luke Harper. Um, a good match there. Uh, I really enjoyed the match until the first 
fall and then the restart of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, Shane restarted the match, and you know when he did the restart, I was like, "So this is how they're gonna fuck Styles?" And they were gonna have him like turn around and catch like that three sixty uh, lariat or whatever and lose. Mm-hmm. But then I thought they're not gonna let Luke Harper beat AJ Styles, and then they go ahead and do that, and then Styles wins, and it's like, okay, Styles is the number one contender now. I'm like. All right, roll with it. But we'll see how it eventually plays out. But they're setting them up to fall on the sword. Like, seriously, right? If this, like, if you had not known that AJ Styles was a, was a heel, like, you would assume that he is a babyface being screwed by management. Yep. And if he is a heel, James, why on earth would any of us boo him in this situation? If he loses his title shot that he's won fair and square against this authority figure, who we've been conditioned in WWE, the authority figures are the bad people. You know, I don't see how Shane McMahon would be heroic in any type of sense unless AJ Styles gives him, like, the holy mother of God beat down sometime before WrestleMania. Right. But, like... Puts him off TV, and then Shane comes back, like, the, the week before WrestleMania. I was I, I was going to say, what was the last time an authority figure got his ass handed to him? And I was like, oh, yeah, Triple H, Roman Reigns. But, like, and that led to a match. Like, I, they, they probably need to get out of the, like, top guys in the company wrestling <laughs> guys in suits. Like, industry, they might, well, might want to leave that out of their whole portfolio, but... I don't know what's. I I don't I don't I don't know like maybe do they do you think they do Randy Orton versus AJ like in a y'all fight for it type deal that I hope not he gets screwed I'd I'd almost rather AJ Styles get screwed because I think Styles and Orton is a post WrestleMania uh, feud like where Styles and Orton is. Styles and Orton is a is the big is a bigger match than the freaking main event for SmackDown. Correct for WrestleMania. Correct. So I don't I don't even know what the hell they're doing. Um, I think if they're going to do this draft like they're talking about, um, like it's being rumored, and it's probably like in June or July, like they just keep it on the one year timeline. It would line up where Orton wins his title at WrestleMania, then his first challenger. Or after he gets Bray Wyatt out of the way, he fights AJ Styles. Styles loses and then takes that to Raw, essentially. That's what I could see happening. But I still, I still not am not buying the fact that they will put AJ Styles on Raw. I'm still not buying that. I mean, they put some old Joe on Raw, so I mean, <laughs> and AJ Styles was on Raw before the brand split, so. Well, he was on Raw because everybody they were doing double duty at the time. Right. Now, now they have a choice. Like, oh yeah, this guy's getting over. He's affecting our Roman, he's affecting us of getting over Roman Reigns. Ship yeah. his ass away. I think they could switch those two, but you know, nah, never mind because Reigns has to win the belt at some point this year. You remember when on they had? Raw. Remember they were doing? Remember they were doing the Roman Reigns feuds on the SmackDown to get them over there, and them shits are dying a death. What, what are you talking about? You remember when they were going to the top? Like, there was a, pretty much a time where, like, 
I want to say like Ambrose. This was like two, the end of 2015, right? Where like Ambrose, uh, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns. Like whenever they had feuds, like mm-hmm. most of the storyline stuff was done on SmackDown, and I like I just didn't care to ever turn over to watch SmackDown at that point. Right. Still, right? It, like so, we we know how this goes with him on SmackDown. Ain't nobody turning over to watch that dude. <laughs> Like it's cool. Like maybe maybe I'm be, maybe I'm being unfair. That's just me, and you know. But like we know what the SmackDown Rays look like. No, SmackDown has has about eighty five percent of Raw's audience. So I would say, and that's like a lot better than you know what they used to have. So, yeah, with only a, you know with only forty percent of the roster. Right. Um, we had a chairs match with Apollo Crews and Dolph Ziggler. I kind of tuned out during this. Uh, they said Crews didn't crack a smile the whole match. Which was uh, kind of funny. Uh, they had, you know, the chairs match. Yeah, I saw you mention something online, James. You want to, you know, mention it on here? Oh, you saw the Parker joint? Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, he should probably be, you know, at this point, seeing what he's done the past month, we should probably hit up with Parker and get his blessing to see if we can start calling uh, Dolph Ziggler the, chair, the new chairman of pro wrestling. Right. Um, but anyway... Yeah, um, did you ever, do you, so you don't, you don't even know how the match even ended, do, do you? No. Bro, they sent the chair out, like, they, they, fold, the, they unfolded the chair and just set it down. Uh-huh. So, you know, like, it's in inside position to sit in. Bro, Ziggler picked up, uh, Cor- not, I almost called him Corbin, picked up Cruz as if he was about to give him an atomic drop. Uh-huh. And crotched him. On the top of the chair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scrambled his eggs. Painful. And he sold it like he was dead. He didn't sell his nuts. He sold death. Oh. I mean, that's, that's a, whenever you want to get a guy under, you know, that's a good way to do it. You know, protect your nuts, son. But um, I think, you know, here's the main event. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out for his invocation to the WWE Universe. He started, you know, going into... Some Bray Wyatt mode. Yeah, Bray Wyatt mode just started Speak, rambling. Speaking in metaphors. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Randy Orton's on a Titantron, and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so... <sighs> Randy Orton uh, says, you know, I, uh, I am here, and I am here to learn from the master, and I realize that I can't learn from the last... I can't stand no more. Uh, you know, some from some of the stuff he said, I didn't know whether or not like he snapped that day or this was premeditated. But like, because it started off as me saying like I got to it this month, like I turn to you to I turn to you today, and then like later on the whole thing is like like two minutes later the whole thing is this was the plan all along mm-hmm. is to get gain your trust and then screw you over. But anyway, so. He explains this whole big gigantic thing, which is like the thing that's always been like so annoying for me with Bray Wyatt, and says that you know Sister Abigail is actually his sister that he gave that he asked her for, from, and I'm just going to say that's analogous to the urn for Undertaker from the '90s, right? So he she uh, says that she died. They didn't say how she died, and then they keep in their inside, you know. They're inside this shack, this shack, and this rocking chair that continues rocking or whatever. 
and and right next to it is like an opening for her her burial site, and there's like earthworms, you know, squirming around or whatever, and saying like, "This is her burial. This is Ashley Abigail's burial site." Um, and then Orton goes on and says, "You know, when I first joined uh, the Wyatts, I said if you can't beat them, join them." And then he says something along the lines of, you know, um, saying some along the lines of he's going to screw him. Yeah. So, yeah, so then he says, not nah, like, nah, grow up. So he goes <laughs> from there and he says, he, you know, he does, he does the whole place with, uh, he says he's going to, you know, he's going to burn the whole place down with the soul of, of Sister Abigail uh, going to hell. Um, she's gonna be screaming in eternal flames, um, similar to Bray Wyatt when she heard her first, when she heard her last breath, screaming with her last breath of life, or whatever. Which is like, I thought to myself like, yeah, that's a real, that's like some Cainish type stuff to say, but whatever, right? Talking about burning in hell and your soul or whatever, whatever. So he douses the whole place and he douses the whole place in gasoline and walks out and leaves the trail for ga- of gasoline so he can set it. So strikes up a match. And they cut back and they're showing Bray and Bray like literally is like he is first shot and then and then he basically gets down on his knees and starts like praying that things work out well or whatever. Which oh, is like, you know, God. okay. Uh cult leader praying whatever, whatever. So uh he starts like he starts like he's gonna cry. Like he's gonna cry in the car, he's gonna cry. So he strikes the match. It says the, and the whole thing goes up in flames, the whole shack. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole time was it, you realize like this is some this is some turning some dark shit talking about like the sister's burial site, like why it basically like has you know has in housed like his sister's burial site. He like you know sits literally on top of the grave site yeah. for her body rest, which is weird. Like I don't know about you, but like, have you ever been to like whenever I go to like. To funerals or to visit grave sites or like people like um past gentlemen or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm really weird about like not being over the top of their headstone because being over the top of their headstone means I'm standing directly above their fucking body. Yeah. But whatever, that's me, right? Whatever. Maybe that's just me. But so I also like I make sure to like whenever I have to walk through a, a graveyard, like I make sure that I don't step over any of the deceased bodies that are buried beneath. Like I'm, yeah. I feel like I feel I feel weird about that. Whatever. Maybe that's just me. So anyway, he strikes up the match, sets it on fire, and, and I'm thinking, damn, like this is nuts. Like this dude's like just like this is some next arson. <laughs> forget the, forget the arson part. Just like, bro, you burning up you burning up motherfuckers' grave sites, bro. Like this is some next level hill type shit. Yeah. And then so then I'm thinking, like, okay, so this is this this is a double turn. I'm, okay, I'm guessing this is a double turn. This is done really well. You know, Bray Wyatt's losing it all of a sudden. This fucker Orton <laughs> strikes his goddamn pose in front of the burning building. <laughs> and bro, I fucking lost it. Bro, I howled with laughter, bro. Oh, like, man. I could, I could not imagine that this fucker had the gall to do some shit that disrespectful and then share your the pose by doing my baby face pose. And then the and be, bro. I'm almost. I feel like I'm like 80 percent sure that the crowd would have been like, the crowd would have not chanted for Orton if he had to make that fucking pose. Mm-hmm. But he did it anyway to get himself over. He had to get his shit in, 
in the crowd started shouting, Randy, Randy, Randy. And meanwhile, they, well, by that point in time, uh, Bray, he's outside the ring. He's like rocking back and forth, <laughs> losing it. Bro, he's trying to like shake the barricade like he's also a warrior shaking the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> That man basically like falls out from from being so much pain of all the hurt of him or any or did something. He falls out and he like basically like in a hump, leaning against like the the side of the announce table and he's crying. And I'm like, God damn, he just broke this man. Like, yeah. And while this is happening and he's crying, the crowd's chanting Randy's name because he did his fucking bones. And I thought like, bro. I don't know what the who's the baby face, who's the heel, but I know this shit is hit a level that I was not expecting this shit to ever reach. Yes, like, I I'm, I was thoroughly confused. I was like, so uh, no, but I mean in a good way. Like, bro, I love this thing. Like, like I feel like we always said that, like I don't understand how they're gonna like we see how predictable their whole storyline is of he joins the squad. Or he, he he loses or to let or sorry he loses to Wyatt. He's going to end up in the Wyatts, and then he's going to turn at him when the time becomes opportune. I think they but they could have handled this a lot better. Though. Like they could have weaved something in there where there was a, a segment where Bray Wyatt showed Orton where it was, where he told them like where they showed this stuff, how, like how what Sister Abigail was all about, what it meant to him. And then Orton is like kind of like preying on all that. Like I, th- I think there was like a but, there's a step but, missing. Right, but the thing is, this is the thing, right? The steps, the steps were that he never really trust. Okay, even though he was gaining, even though like he had spent more and more weeks around Orton, and like Har- the whole Harper thing blew up over jealousy over who has like. Who's a who's a top pupil? Mm-hmm. The whole thing was he never trusted Orton. He still never he still didn't trust him enough. Like he trusted him enough to like to still be around him and like still have him be a pupil, still have him be like a person in training, like an apprentice. But he didn't show him all of the, all of the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't show him where the stash box was, right? Mm-hmm. So. When Orton says, I'm not going to be in the... I, I, I win the Rumble, but I'm not going to take the championship match. Uh-huh. That's when it was like, okay, so now you're my, you're, not, you're now officially that guy. And then Orton, the first chance he gets to get to this dude home alone, like, he does that. He robbed right? the man's house immediately. The first, chan- the first chance he got, bro, <laughs> he robbed the house. The first chance he got. That man stole the silver. Yeah. Randy Orton cannot be trusted. Like you remember, do you remember uh, Mr. Biggs and uh, Ronald Isley and R. Kelly keeping on down low? Yes. With Fancy from uh, from Jamie Foxx show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first chance that R. Kelly got alone with Mr. With, with Ronald Isley's lady, she got piped. It's the same thing. Like the first, the very first chance you leave for business, I'm slaying the wife. Yeah. Draws. First chance I get. <laughs> like that's exactly what happened, bro. And like it's gotta it's gotta make like that's gotta be the thing that's gotta be killing him because like if Orton if Orton does turn heel, Orton all he has to do is be like, Look man, I, I, I played you. You're a sucker. 
Yeah. Um, with this whole Wyatt and Orton thing, uh, they've heated it up, but it has created a dilemma. Um, what are they going to do with AJ Styles and Randy Orton? Hopefully we'll get an answer in the coming weeks and, you know, something and it'll be satisfying for everyone, which, you know, probably not. But um, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I thought um, that was the best thing they've done. Like, I thought, I thought perhaps that, like, after that angle, like, that's, like, the best single thing they're going to do for all of the WrestleMania build-up, period. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't it's think there's anything top of, no, 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 I mean, like, for any other angle. Oh, yeah, I mean, what, what can Brock Lesnar <laughs> and, and Goldberg do? <laughs> nah, not that. You know. But I will else? say this. This was something that was desperately, desperately needed um, because they needed something more than just then quote unquote dissension happened between like somebody was screwing somebody else up on tag matches or whatever when they were going to be fighting guys on, on SmackDown mm-hmm. or you know guys kept bumping each other got getting each other's way during matches or whatever for them to actually cause this thing to happen and the fact that like you know we're only four weeks away so you need to start building towards this thing and start like hyping it up so like the state they just basically went all in and we weren't expecting it and you know I think one of the reasons why we weren't expecting is because, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, like, we were wondering, like, is SmackDown going to have a show that's more or less like their pay-per-view TV show yeah. because there's going to be so many weeks between? And this turned out to be it, and we just didn't even realize we were getting it. Like, we just look up and like, oh, yeah, t- chairs match. Gigantic John Cena and AJ, I'm sorry, John Cena's uh, uh, deal. Yeah. G- G- yeah, John Cena Miz deal. G- uh, gigantic number one contendership match. A two out of three falls match. Chairs match. And then this. Like, this just came out of nowhere for people. Yeah, this is probably it. Because it's been like three weeks, maybe, since SmackDown had a pay per view. Was it? They had it. It was the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it might have been two weeks. But still, the whole point is like, there were six They were going to have six. Like, between the reviews, there are going to be six episodes of SmackDown, so they had to give you something. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what else there is. I mean, let's see what else was going on in the wrestling world this week. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards dropped. Um, AJ Styles cleaned up, just like he did in the One Nation Radio Awards. We're back after technical difficulties. But, yeah, AJ Styles cleaned up uh, pretty decent in those awards. Um we saw McGregor do his thing in the awards. Um, I'm going to grab the list for you in one second. We can go through it. Yeah, Bear I have a with question. me. Were you shocked that, um, were you surprised as I was that Raw won worst show, worst weekly show, pro, like, Worst weekly, like, episodic wrestling show. No, because we, we go on about how we hate Raw every week. And I think right. everyone else does, too. But, right, but it's not but it's not as bad as uh, fucking Impact. Well, the thing is, more people are watching Raw, and less people are watching Impact, so we're not seeing how bad Impact is or is not. You Bro, know. I, don't wa- I don't watch Impact, um, but I see, but I hear all the reviews from, like, all the Filthy Four Daily, and I'm like, oh, my God, this show is fucking terrible. Speaking of that, 
they just made Alberto Del Rio the champion tonight. He well, said, he had to because Galloway, Galloway was leaving, right? Well, Lashley was the champion. They had him come in the first night That's and win right. the title. So they've well, they've let a lot of people go from TNA. Uh, you know, it, the Hardys is like the big story. Uh, if but it's not just that. It's like it's Maria Canellas. It's it's uh, Jade. Bennett. Yep, Jade. It's, it's the Hardys. It's Galloway. Yeah, there's somebody else. Um, Dutch Mantel is now booking there. Uh, they've officially changed the TNA name. Is no longer. They said TNA is dead at on the tapings and. Yeah, it's Impact. It's just Impact Wrestling now. So, right. I mean, good for them. But okay, so so they're bringing in Bruce Prichard, and they're and, oh, yeah, um, they're bringing in too, yeah, yeah, and they're bringing in Dutch again. So, like, how long before they start calling like Cornette or Russo? Oh my gosh, I hope they don't call Russo, please. But you you still got my point. Is like. These are dudes that have been there before while the company, like, I don't know if the company was doing good or was failing or whatever. Like, these are people that were there during the bad old days, right? So, right. like, why, if you're talking about starting band the old squad. But you're, you're, exactly. Right? So, it's like, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm just tripping, like, you know, I hear great, I, I've always heard good things about Dutch Dutch as a, as a booker, right? But I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the, the cupboard is kind of bare. Getting Jared's back. The, the cupboard is a little bare. I mean, Bro, they, I, I, dude, I don't understand this thing. Like, is anybody like, bro? I understand his daddy. Like, had was it Memphis? He had or or what did he have? What did Jared have? What did uh, Jared's daddy have? As, as what territory did he uh, have? I think it was Memphis. It was a different Memphis than uh. Uh, it wasn't. Head. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, AWA or not AWA, but CWA or whatever shit was called. Right. It wasn't. I can't remember. Like, dude, I. Like, given all the amount of pure shit that Jared has done in his wrestling career, like, how does this dude, like, bro, like, hit, like, I don't know, I don't know how to say it other than He's like, been whack as hell for a long time, but it, he I never fell off. I don't know how to say, like, okay, who is more of a stunning example of nepotism? Lane Kiffin or Jeff Jarrett? Holy shit. It's got to be Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin gets jobs, and you're like, how the fuck did he get them? Like, <laughs> at all costs. Uh, at least Jeff Jarrett, there was talent there that you could clearly point to. Like, you know. I, I, per, I personally think that Lane Kiffin is a lot better offensive mind than, than Jeff Jarrett is a wrestling mind. Well, Jeff Jarrett kind of made his bones as a wrestler rather than, you know, right. as a booker. Right, And he never drew a dime. As, as you know, <laughs> as, like, he broke, what, what was he like, he 10,000 guitars never drew a dime. Thank you. Like, so what are we talking about? Yeah, nah, I understand what you're saying. Um, but back to these awards, uh, looks like AJ Styles ran away with the, oh, oh no, he kind of, it was 462 to 285 in their points battle or votes battle. Uh, Styles over Okada for Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year. Uh, obviously, Conor McGregor, uh, most valuable MMA, most outstanding wrestler, also for the like third year in a row. Uh, or second, yeah, third third year in a row. AJ Styles. I got a question. Yeah. Like, at what point do people like? What is it about Okada 
to where like even though everybody is so quick to recognize like his greatness in the ring, but like at the same time they still like he's not the guy. Like what is it about him? Because he's it's like he's the guy that everyone like that the promotion is behind. I would say, like right now, like Naito's like just hotter than anybody right now. He's the new Nakamura, in a sense. Like he's selling all the merch, he's like drawing, he's doing all the interest and stuff. But like Okada's having blowaway matches every month essentially. Right, but right, but he's the, just but the thing for me. It's just like the he's the establishment. Can, right, but the thing is, like, maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of this crazy, but like. From us WWE fans and American wrestling fans, like our issue is like when they, when, they, when the company is behind guys, they're typically like not the right guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing it's one thing to be like, yeah, like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, like never mind that shit. We got Roman Reigns. It's nothing to be like. Never mind. Night till we got the fucking best wrestler in the world. Like this is weird to me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I, I I don't I don't get that. I I I think there's a the a deal to it. Like there's a missing element of this. Like between what you're saying and what I'm what I'm kind of gathering. But um, um, I I think the deal with Okada is like Tanahashi was so beloved for so long, and then he was like the guy that pretty much replaced him. And there were guys that just kind of came along with, like, career renaissances that just got reducedly hot, like Nakamura, um, when he reinvented himself. And now Naito, who instead of, I thought about this earlier, New Japan, over all those years, wanted him to be the new Tanahashi when he became the new Nakamura instead. Um, And he, looking at it, it's just going to be a battle between, like, when me and Josh, what up, Josh? I did the preview. It was like the deal with him is Roman Reigns versus John Cena was Naito versus Tanahashi, and it would be Roman Reigns as a heel. Like how everyone would love Roman Reigns if he was a heel, and that's what Naito is. And mm-hmm. Omega or Okada, in that sense, is like I don't want to say stale, but it's like we've seen him just in this spot. You know, he's he is the new ace, but it's like he's the establishment, but he's not Tanahashi. If that makes any sense. I get it, like he's not beloved. Right. Like so he'll get okay, there. Like, he'll he'll get right, he's but, only twenty nine. <laughs> like Right, but the, but the thing that I like that I, I get like I, I like to an extent I already knew that part, like everything you just said, but like I still don't there's still to me there's still a disconnect of like you see all you see the work in the ring. Like, is he just bad at promos, and I just don't know because I don't speak Japanese? I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, but then there's also like the Kenny Omega factor. Like, when the Western world, like you have like all the Bullet Club guys, and just seeing Omega and c- coming out of that match, the the big match, the story was Omega, and Okada was like there, even though that's completely unfair to say. Uh, because he more than held up his portion, but, you know, Omega's just, he was on another level that night. Um, but I don't know, man. It's, we just got to watch more of it, but the New Japan Cup is coming. Should be very interesting to see who wins it to fight, uh, hopefully, Okada. Um, 
let's see what else we got. Best box, best box office draw. Uh, they gave it to Conor McGregor first on the list for wrestling was Brock Lesnar. And the joke about this list is no one is actually really drawing. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if, okay, like so Sam Punk came in sixth. Like I don't. That's because he drew that one pay per view where he got his ass whooped. One. <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, but think about it. McGregor won in the last slot, but he only wrestled. He only I said wrestled. Yeah. He only he only had three. He only had three matches, and he lost one of them. Yep. Hell, they, in I, that case, they did. Oh, well, that one wouldn't have qualified uh, the Rousey because it's it wouldn't have made the cutoff. Yeah, right. And, my, and the thing for me that I don't understand when it comes to the Brock thing is like I'll never understand like these rating things out, and because we don't know the buys or for pay per views, like how do you even fucking determine that? Like, right. You know, like, if all these, you know, these months are free, who's really drawing that? money? Okay, if if you were to say, all right, we're doing we're doing uh, segment ratings, I have a hard time believing that his segment ratings are so much better than I don't know John Cena's, right? Uh huh. I have a hard time believing that he sells more merch than the New Day. All right. So, and then he's in these pay-per-views, and then he's always in these pay-per-views that already sold out before his name even gets mentioned, so, like, how the fuck do we, and he's in the main event, so why the fuck do we even know? Pretty much, uh, what, what I say, the whole, I'm like, wow, y'all put Goldberg and Lesnar on, again on WrestleMania, right. like, what up, like, Jeremy? So, Jeremy bought his tickets in November, like, and then right. we, we had so no idea over- that they were going to run that shit back. I guess really what I'm asking is, like, okay, if he's number one, then how come Goldberg isn't, like, number, I don't know, in the top five on this thing? Goldberg came in seventh in that. Okay. All right. That, okay, that's fine. So. That makes me feel better, at least, because, like, you're, like the judge, like, Brock is being number one boss of his guy based on what Goldberg has done since he's been there. Like, Goldberg has been a bigger draw than him since he's been there in November. He's actually a baby fix. <laughs> Uh, so let's see what else we got on here. It's interesting. Uh, feud of the year, Cena Styles, the top wrestling one. Uh, tag team of the year, the Young Bucks win over Dash and Dawson. I'd love to see those those two teams have a match. Sadly, won't be for a few years. Uh, got Matt Riddle on there. What was uh, it? What was the number two wrestling feud of the year? Uh, the number two wrestling feud of the year. It looks like it was Los Ingobernables de Japón versus Chaos, and then followed by in America Charlotte and Sasha Banks. See what I mean? See what I mean? Underwhelming, underwhelming in real life, but they had the matches, and we'll go back and only remember the matches. Yeah. Uh, remember when we when we did our when we did our award show? Didn't that win feud of the year? I think it us? did. I think it did. See. As long as you get the match in the ring, brother, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got on here. Best on interviews, uh, the top wrestler was The Miz. I think he won ours also. Yeah, that's fair. That's most, most charismatic, Nakamura is a wrestler, and then Naito right behind him, and then Kenny Omega. Like, the only guy in WWE in the top ten is – or Nakamura's in WWE, but after that um, – John Cena at number nine. 
wrestling. It, it, you know, it, usually people want to watch guys that are charismatic. You know, and that, that would would help on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. So you know, maybe you guys should put uh, the most charismatic wrestler in the business on Raw. How about y'all try that? Were any uh, were any uh, women on that list made the list? Uh, for charismatic, no. Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, I think Sasha Banks is charismatic. At times, I think Oscar. I think Oscar should absolutely be on that list. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who Rush is, but I, I think he wrestles for CMLL. But you, you couldn't tell me that. Like even an honorable mention, she didn't get it on there. Wow, Rich Swan got an honorable mention on that. All right, you tell like you tell me who you think is more who's more charismatic between those two. Rich Swan and Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Swan isn't smooth on the mic, so. I'll say Oscar in that sense. When she does that look, it's just like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Uh, like the, I don't know, the, like the entrance is like the entrance and the gear is like it's so ridiculous. It's like I, and then like the fire in the ring. Fire, like, dude, is she the best? Okay, it, you know, obviously, it's, it, I'm probably being unfair because I don't watch NXT, but like, is Oscar the best book like person in all of WWE? Period. Bro, she's never lost. I know she's 150 and all right now. Yeah, yes, I know. yeah. Of course, she's the best, uh, best book person. Even better than Lesnar. Yes, I know. She's a killer. She beat the hell out of Bailey. Yep. Um. So uh, she beat she beat three women the other the other couple weeks ago on the on the fucking takeover. Yep. Um. The uh, Brian Danielson Award, best technical wrestler. They renamed the award this year for Daniel Bryan. Uh, Zach Saber Jr. once again, who I think is Grade A Buns. Uh, one, but let's see. Uh, what's up? Look, man, I, I've never seen Zach Saber Jr. wrestle, but if this, but if he's won it, it's like second or third time in a row. Third. Like, okay, so I have to assume that, like, I just because it's it's just you caught him on a bad night, man. Just let just let the crew let that shit go. I caught him on three bad nights, apparently. So, <laughs> look, man, how many? Think of how many get. How many how many worst games have you seen this year? Probably like ten. How many have they lost? Probably like seven or eight. So you think they trash? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their boys should be seventy five and seven this year. Apparently not. Um, let's see. Uh, they had the best brawler, and that went to Ishi, followed by Shibata. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we had best flying wrestler. I had a problem with this, uh, but you know, because I just think Ricochet is better than Will Ospreay. Always have, always will. But Will Ospreay went ahead and won it. Uh, well, I, I heard, I, I heard Ricochet uh, um, said he thinks the same thing as you. Yeah. But the thing is, night and night out basis, like given all the dates, Osprey did more stuff on every single night than. Ricochet did. Ah, so Ricochet is a real worker. <laughs> uh, most overrated category. Uh, Roman Reigns ran away with it at number one, followed by Strowman and then Corbin. Okay. That's bullshit. Now, I think they define the, the overrated award as like, kind of like most overpushed and spotlighted guy, because I think in the ring, obviously, 
Roman Reigns is is as good as you can ask for for a WWE handpicked like main event guy. So yeah. uh, if we if we're talking about being overrated, like yeah, they they want to sell us like he's this big draw like, and all that. Yes, he's definitely overrated like, in that sense. Like, let's, like, think of it this way, right? Look at where Roman Reigns is in comparison to like let's say we can we compared. John, compared to John Cena at, at that age, right? We're not fucking close, right? Like if, if like if we go on the same trajectory that like that Cena's made over like the, let's say even the last hell let's say the last five years it's probably close to the last three. Let's say five years would be nice, right? If he goes from what he was rusted like in two thousand like from then to now and over like the span of like he might fuck around and be like Okada level like like by the time he gets to like thirty five. Wow. I don't. I, I, obviously, I'm joking. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. But like that dude, that dude is so much better than, than John Cena was at that same age. So much better. Right. Uh, other guys on the list include all three Shield guys uh, on most overrated. Yeah. Uh, lending, you know, credence to my argument where all the Shield guys have been failures uh, as far that's, as building the next that's generation. That's got to absolutely suck to be Seth Rollins. Like, okay, dude, so you mean to tell me I blow my knee on November, I come back in the fucking summer, and y'all say I'm overrated because I, I came back way before, you know, people are probably supposed to be doing this shit. Like, I should probably just still be rehabbing. Like, I'm doing this for the love, and y'all are fucking killing me. Brock Lesnar also on that list at number seven. Well, I mean, when you when you get paid that much, you get pushed that way and do that little amount of work, then yeah, you, you should probably be higher on that list. Baron Corbin up at number three, and Cody Rhodes is on there at number four, which is very interesting. And I and I and Hitesh, if you're listening, I know you are a huge Cody Rhodes fan, but when has Cody Rhodes ever had a blowaway match? I mean, you probably know better than I do because I don't. I don't really watch all. I don't watch like his indie stuff. But like, I, I don't yeah. tend to either. That's, but there's no match that is cut. Look, that's the that's the thing, James. We would have found out about it if he was having these blowaway matches, don't you think? Right, and that and that's the thing. Like me and you were talking about this. I think one of us brought this up month, like right right after he left. Like when he started saying he's going to do like the whole turn anything, I was like, I don't. Maybe I'm just wrong, and it's a WWE style, and he's working that that soft style, and so he can't actually like get get shit over and get the crowd. But like, I never thought. Sorry, my alarm just went off. Um, but I never thought that he that he was a guy that could consistently like have the blow in matches like that. Uh-huh. And like, I always thought he was a really, I always thought he was a good wrestler. I never thought he was a great wrestler. Right. So, like, I thought good wrestler goes to the Indies. He's gonna have good matches and. Like, given the way he's been pushed, you would think he's a great wrestler. So I, I understand why, you know, based off that, people would think we're voting for overrated. I, I understand that. Right. Um, what else we got on here? Uh, honorable mention on that category. Bray Wyatt, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, who I feel like isn't rated at all because she's not on TV. Um, she hasn't <laughs> had a match on the main roster. Right. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Jay Lethal. Shane McMahon, that's great. You uh, saying that Jay Lethal is overrated? Apparently, uh, huh. they got Sasha Banks on here. Kane, that's stu- that, that's stupid. I mean, we haven't seen Kane in ages. Triple H is on there. No, 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 not even that. The, the Sasha Banks thing is stupid. I agree. Like no, no American women have more more four star matches than her already. Yeah. Um. 
then you also got Dana Brooke on there, which is totally correct. I don't know if she's actually rated at all, to tell you the truth, though. So Yeah, like, she's just, like, I would just say she's not good. I wouldn't say that she's she's overrated. Right. She's just not good. Right. She hasn't been pushed. You've seen her clapping back at fans on Twitter using uh, terrible uh, uh, punctuation uh-huh. and all that, right? Dude, she said that we didn't know what the hell we was talking about when we clearly fucking saw it. And then saw how <laughs> Bailey tried to take her to bed that she fucked it up. Yes. Like, we have eyes. What are you talking about? Like, so you're trying to tell me that your whole plan, that it, they told you to swipe early and miss the leg swipe on somebody coming off the ropes, and, and then the person, had, and then the person had to sell your fuck up, had to sell that botch earlier. Really, they wanted you to fuck up on purpose. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, Dana, we apologize, but it seems highly unlikely. Yeah. You know what? I also want to apologize for that time that you pinned Bailey. And you're supposed to put your feet on the ropes, and you fucking miss the ropes. Also, <laughs> I, I want to apologize for that too, because clearly we don't know what we're talking about. Yes, yeah. Come on, we're, man, get we're, out of we're here. new to this business, apparently. You know, it's, it's, it's not even think, like it'd be one thing if it was like something turned out murky, and like turned out to actually like it was some type of like some type of dusty finish or whatever. Like these are these are clear cut things that you that you just messed up. Yeah. Um, we've also got the most underrated category, uh, in antithesis to that. Uh, Cesaro wins it again, uh, for the one, two, three, fourth consecutive year. And I think he's going to win it for the rest of his career. Uh, you know, you, you, you name me one, one reason why, you know, you know, if if we're talking about, it, it can't be the ball thing with Cesaro anymore. Like it really can't, bro. Because if they're pushing Baron Corbin and the hair is not a problem, what the hell is Cesaro's issue? It was a, wait, people used to say that they thought he wasn't going to push because he was bald? Well, he had the whole donut thing going on before. Right. And right, I but would, he I would it like think a, that, yeah, but yeah, he did shave it a while ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So, what's the hold up? People like, Cesaro was in there, like, you know, I, I don't think Cesaro has a problem getting over, and he's also uh, low key rehab Sheamus's career. After we looked at him as like, "Hey, you're the guy that ended that ended Daniel Bryan's career." Dude, like what they did in that short amount of time with Cesaro and Samoa Joe was so good on Monday. Like between them backstage talking shit to each other and them like acknowledging that they have a history like in, in Ring of Honor. And then, and then they had that match. I wish the match was twenty minutes long. We actually got like a real good big uh, raw match, but we didn't get it. But like, it was still fun to see that. But man, well, Cesaro sold his leg, and like he he like like he tweaked his leg, and it was so good, bro. I thought he actually like like hurt his knee, and he was trying to just soldier through it. And then all of a sudden, like, I was like, oh, man, damn, he's hurt again. Like, damn, he's hurt. And then all of a sudden, like, you see Samojo working on his leg, and I was like, oh, it's a work. Like, damn, he's good. Like, no. man. A uh, guy that, you know, I, I've championed crazy. on here for, on this podcast for probably about the last year now. Rusev was on the most underrated list. Uh, yeah. Number two was Neville. Three, Sami Zayn. Four, Luke Harper. And then uh, another guy I haven't heard of, then Rusev. So, wait. wait. Who was before, uh, who was after Neville? Sami Zayn. Yeah, man. Well, they got a lot of new workers. They just don't want to push them for whatever reason. 
I mean, I can tell you the reason. He's about six foot three, and he got uh, super silk uh, long hair. You know. <laughs> like, it, it's so weird that like, what, like two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve ish? No, let's say two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. We had a clear thing of we had a clear like number one baby face or number one A baby face and number and, and number one B or number two A face between CM Punk and Daniel C M Punk and Cena and then number three was Daniel Bryan. It was clear to like these are the three guys, right? And we were you know, so because Daniel Bryan had the most Huh? Like, no, we're not, we're just, we're just like because Daniel Bryan is the clear number three guy, we can do fuck, we can do fuck shit to him, and that's okay because he's the number three guy at the time, and they don't really think he can be the number one guy, or whatever. That's cool because you still got CM, you still got CM, CM Punk, who you got to do smart shit with, and you still got to have Cena who has veto power, right? And then we get to now, and like on Raw anyway. Like, none of these dudes are even close to Daniel Bryan when he was the number three guy in Team Hell. Not even fucking close. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. so weird. And, like, Look, and because can't, of that... can't be having that shit, James. Right, I mean, and because of that, like, now, like, all of these dudes, all of these baby faces, none of them are believable on, on Raw. Like, the only baby face I believe in on Raw is Bailey. That's it. Man, I don't know why you even stick into that. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, as far as the character, I don't mean right. that she's gonna win the title. I'm talking as far as a character that like people like actually like actually genuinely like. Yeah, I guess pretty I, much I, it. I think that's on thin ice, bro. Like, she out there with the, with these terrible promos. Like, uh, look, they'll, they'll come out here and fuck it up. Like, <laughs> you know, it's possible. Like. She could take one wrong move. Uh, I don't think she's built up her insurance yet. Let's just say that. Oh no, no, no! I, I agree with you. She's on, she's on shaky ice, but like that's the only one I bet on. Uh, at all, we got our promotion of the year list on here. WWE not in the top ten at all. Uh, and New Japan obviously wins. Uh, all right, so what are these other what are these other eight that are in front of WWE? All right, you got UFC. Oh, I take that back. WWE was number three. I take that back. Uh, okay, I'm just used to it being written just WWE and then it's saying World Wrestling Entertainment, and I skip right over it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, let's see, best weekly television show: New Japan on Access, number one; uh, Raw at the end, number nine. Uh, and I was explaining this to uh, Caleb, and I group was going on Caleb. Uh, he was kind of miffed on how this would win, and, and it was a showcase. I'm like, well. One, it's a showcase, so you can pick all the best stuff and just have that and put Jim Ross on commentary. Doesn't that sound like it would be the best weekly wrestling show that there hey, is? <laughs> not, not even that. Like, bro, if I told you that... We're going to put two, four and a half star matches on tonight. If I, if I told you that we can take every... Like, all was it... I think they do four, four house shows a week. No, uh-huh. I'm sorry. There are, well, I'm sorry. There are, like, basically between the Raw brand and SmackDown brand, there are eight... There's Raw, there's SmackDown, and then there are the four. So there are ten shows, right, between the four house shows and TV, right? Yeah. If I told you that I can go out here and I can cherry pick the best hour of te- the best two or three hours of television from that week and put it on the next week's episode of Raw, I guarantee you that show we're talking about that show in a completely different light. That show is fantastic. Right, and also improved commentary. 
Right. <laughs> That's true. Well, not even improve the commentary. Actually, like the the commentary is freaking like every the commentary isn't live. Right. And that's an advantage. Right. Like, like think of all the stuff that they, they do in a random show where they could they come out there and they like delay cues to fuck people up because they botch a they botch a uh, a line or two doing a promo or whatever. It just to let let them die out there like they did Titus or Titus O'Neil a couple or like a month or two ago. <laughs> right. Like how do you how do you control that when like Vince is screaming in your ear because you said like you talk like a normal person when you're supposed to say. You know, the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Andre Memorial Over the Top Battle Royal. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's... Some come on, man. I'm sorry I talk like a normal human being. Like, it's, it's hard to do. Uh, so they had their match of the year, and it was Tanahashi versus Okada last year from the Tokyo Dome. Uh, yeah. Wins to me. Like, if you're talking about overall pro wrestling, yes. And then number two, Omega versus Naito, which is the semifinals of the G1. Match is great. Uh, then number three, Okada versus Ishii in the G1. Great. And then number four, AJ Styles versus Nakamura. Number five, uh, the only or one of two WWE matches on this list, Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Uh, then number six, Will Ospreay and Ricochet with that crazy match they had. The one that the one that Cornette and Bader lost their minds over. Yep. And then uh, number seven, uh, Gargano and Ciampa against da- uh, Dash and Dawson in Toronto. Um, then we've got Ricochet, Osprey, and Sido from PWG. You know what's weird? What? Like, I think that the Toronto match was better than, uh, than the Brooklyn match. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like the Brooklyn match more. It's I don't weird. know what. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, like, I, I, you, you asked me objectively which match is better. The second match is better, but I like the first one more personally. It's weird. Then number 10, they had John Cena and AJ Styles uh, from SummerSlam. Right. And then the G1 final was the first runner-up on that. So uh, let's see what else we had. Rookie of the Year, Matt Riddle. Best non-wrestler, Dario Cueto. Best television announcer, Mauro Ranallo. Which is funny because they're now trying to... Kneecap him. Yeah. With Tom Phillips. And then, bro, you notice that Tom Phillips is talking more and more every single week? Speaking of Tom Phillips, we're not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what, what happened? Bro, you didn't hear about the Tom Phillips scandal? No. I will tell you off air. It is, it is completely inappropriate for our listeners. Uh, really? Uh, yes. I'm shocked that man still has a job. Let's just say this. Uh, we're so vision announcer, David Otungo on there. Uh... Number two, Matt Stryker. That makes sense. Is a striker like is a striker on there all the time, like him and Josh Matthews now? Yeah, them boys are gonna be taking a residence out there. The uh the Matt Stryker Awards Television Announcer Award <laughs> Wow. Or the Michael Cole Awards Television Announcer Award. That man's won it like four times at least. Yeah. And it looks like it was during his whole heel run. JBL won it the last two years. <laughs> Break the streak, you know. Uh, best wrestling show, obviously, last year, Wrestle Kingdom 10. And I'm pretty sure this year is going to be Wrestle Kingdom 11. <laughs> uh, first WWE only, or first WWE, you got uh, WWE NXT TakeOver Dallas. Then 
number six, the Cruiserweight Classic Finals. Those are the only WWE uh, shows there. Then the worst major wrestling show. Uh, they have number one, WrestleMania 32. Number two, TNA Bound for Glory. Clash of Champions is on there. And Dasslane was on there from WWE. Bro, that's all bullshit. The worst, like, I pulled it up, but I put it in the thing when you uh, posted it on uh, Inside Dates. Bro, the, it's not even close. Like, th- okay, so... Thanks to uh, I, I, I do a lot of this stuff and I look at like Meltzer ratings based off of what's in um, what's been compiled in Pro Wrestling Database, yeah. right? So I went to they, so they have this thing they have a link where you can go and look at the average star rating for every single match on one card, uh-huh. like on every single like major card has ever been. Right. Dude, the average star rating. Of all the matches on Slammiversary from last year on TNA is like literally half a star worse than WrestleMania 32. Mm. Literally half a star, Rich. They have they, there's a four match. There's four matches in a I row. Think people they, really uh, hated the main events, like the I, the, the the Undertaker and Shane and Triple H bro, Roman and Rich. I think they really hated it. And just the way WrestleMania felt around them. That's cool, but we're talking about a card that didn't have a four star, single four star match on it. And then had a streak, a four match streak, where ne- not not one match out of the four in a row had a had two stars. That is absolutely terrible, and I'm right there with you. But I think this is once again a case of more eyes, the more room for you for you to fuck up. Rather fuck up on a small scale than do it on a big one. Like so, we're, so we're just punishing WWE for being like the be- the biggest show in town. Well, yeah. Okay. Wow, the the Triple H Roman Reigns match and the Undertaker Shane match were ranked five and six on worst match of the year, <laughs> which is bullshit. <laughs> like we come out here and see Dana Brooke uh, Dana Brooke match any night that's worse than those two matches. That's that's true. Um, we come out we come out here and see an Enzo and Cass tag match that's worse than that any any given night. Oh man, worst feud of the year. We got Titus O'Neil versus Darren Young. Jesus. <laughs> Number three, Roman Reigns versus Triple H. <laughs> that thing wasn't bad. Look, the match was just look, bad. Number five, Undertaker versus Shane McMahon. Well, that, well, that is bad because that made no fucking sense. Worst promotion of the year, TNA Impact Wrestling. WWE number three. What was the one? What was one after that? What was number two? I mean, Triple uh, A. Mm. Best Booker, Gato from New Japan, unquestionably. Like mastermind booking uh, from him last year. Yeah, we gonna lose Nakamura, AJ Styles, and be just fine. Like, <laughs> hey, look, we're gonna figure it out. Oh man, that guy's a genius. Uh, and, and Gato's like having a lot. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, four out of the fa- and then five, five out of the past six years, uh, he's won it. So, way to go, Gato and Jado. Um, let's see. Best gimmick, Broken Matt Hardy, unquestionably. Worst gimmick, Bone Soldier. What is that? I'll explain it. It's a, it's a whole line of bullshit. Is it um, worse than the Aaron Rex joint? Yes. He's in, really? It's in New Japan. Like, it's like, it's terrible. Like, Bone Soldier is it, the worst. You mean to tell me it's, it's worse than a guy, like, 
playing a, a like I don't know like a flamboyantly like like playing like a, a wrestling Liberace. Yes. Like he's just terrible, like all the way around. Like it's just bad. Like I have a uh, the Voices of Wrestling book that explains Bone Soldier. I'm gonna try to find it and, and send it to you. Uh, the best DVD, the Seth Rollins uh, redesign, rebuild, reclaim. Yeah, the one they showed right after they brought him back as a heel. Uh, the best pro wrestling DVD of the year. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. We need to wrap this shit up. We ran a little long, but um, yeah, bro. that's gonna be the show this week. I, I just, I, I just figured out what this Tom Phillips shit's about. Oh yes. my god. Yes. It is unbelievable. I'm shocked he still has a job. Uh, don't be out there slipping in those DMs. You will get exposed, people. Um, <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap up One Nation Radio. Uh, you got anything else you want to say before we, before we roll out, James? I'm, I'm just glad that we're doing this on, that we're recording this on a Thursday and not, a, and not on a Friday because you don't want to get confused with no follow Fridays. Yes. No double Fs. Yep. No double Fs. Yep. But that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up and um don't be like Tom Phillips. Peace. <laughs> Later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.